Well, good morning, church fam. How are we doing this morning? Hope you are doing well. If you could make your way back to your seats, that would be fantastic. Uh, thank you for greeting and meeting everybody. If it's your first time here, welcome. We are so glad that you are here. I'm Pastor Mike, and uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, real quick, if you did not receive an experience guide, then uh, at the door, the, the ushers have those. Just raise your hand. They'll be happy to read it to you. Let me say this to you. If you don't normally grab one, you might want to grab one today. I'm going to talk about it in something in a second. There's a real good chance you might want to sign up for it. So you might need a connection card today. Uh, but in there, if you're a first-time guest, if you would fill that out for us, we would love to have that information about you, your family. Let us know it's your first time here. Um, also, if you have prayer requests on the back of that, every Tuesday morning, our prayer team prays every Tuesday morning. And so we would love to pray over any prayer requests that you have. And then I'm going to use that for a special sign-up in just for a moment. So hold on to that for just a second. But also, um, for those of you who are fairly new to our church, we don't pass a bucket for tithes and offerings, just so that you know that. We've got boxes that are in the back. So uh, if it's your first time here, don't feel compelled to give. We're just glad you're here. Uh, but for those that have their tithes and offerings today, uh, you can put those in the box in the back of the room uh, as you go out the door there. I um, Every once in a while, uh, God stirs me on something kind of special. And, and so the Holy Spirit really spoke to me and has stirred me. And it started, I'm just going to be honest with you for a second. It started with the presidential debate. And, it, and, it, and it's this angst that's in our nation, right? This, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Let's forget all that silliness for just a moment. Uh, but we forgot something called kindness. Uh, we, we've forgotten that, that we, are, we, are, we are not elephants. I saw somebody post you know, we're listening to the elephants and the donkeys when we're supposed to be listening to the lamb. Come on, that's pretty good now, right? Listen, so, so I got stirred and, and, I, and I saw this verse in Ezekiel twenty-two thirty. It says this. I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it, but I found no one. Something stirred in my heart that I just thought, God, are you looking for some people to stand in the gap for this nation that you might not tear us apart because of the silliness and the craziness of what we've done? So I'm going to ask you, church, can we stand in the gap? What I'd like to do is tomorrow morning I will be on at 5 a.m. like we do for 21 days of prayer. Uh, But for this, we're going to call it stand in the gap. From tomorrow morning until election day morning, I'll be doing 5 a.m. prayer uh, like I normally do during 21 days only because I think that we need to be a people that stand in the gap, not for a particular candidate, not for a particular party, but for a nation that is tearing itself apart. Amen? And so I'm asking you to join me um, as we stand in the gap for our, for our nation and, and we pray for leaders and we pray for civility and we pray that, that, that we might wake up and remember, hey, we're supposed to have two parties. Like that's what brings balance. Like we're supposed to have two sets of arguments, but we're supposed to have some kind of civility to be able to sit down and discuss it in a, in a reasonable manner. Like that's the way our country's designed, and yet we're using that to tear ourselves apart. And so I'm just asking you guys over the next you know, few weeks, would, would we be the people that'll just stand in the gap? And I, I don't think we're the only ones on the planet or the only ones in America. Or there's nothing special about us other than when I read that, God said, you do it. And, 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 and so I'm, I'm asking you to do that. Also, God put on my heart, because you guys know I'm the chaplain for the police department. And for many weeks now, I have struggled with, and how do we help morale 
for our police officers because uh, it stinks. Just kind of be honest, it stinks kind of to be a police officer right now and to go through that scenario. So here's what we've done. I asked permission from the police chief and some of the, the powers that be there, and they've given us every name of every employee at the Leesburg Police Department. So that's not only officers, that's also dispatchers and code enforcement and records and all this sort of stuff. We have all of their names, not information, just their names. And what, what I'm asking is, I'm going to ask you if you would commit to praying for one, it's going to be kind of a secret Santa kind of thing. Like if you would commit to praying for one of our employees at the Leesburg PD, would you sign up on the connect card? Would you put it on a connect card and let us know? And then what we're going to do is Lizzie's going to email you a name. And it's going to say something like, you know, senior officer Shannon Walsh. Most of you guys know Shannon. She's here all the time. Uh, our little Bostonian uh, crazy um, officer that's amazing. But you might get Shannon or you might get someone in records or you might get somebody that's a dispatcher. And here's what we're going to ask you to do. We're going to send you that name. We're going to ask you to write them a note. We're not going to give you their information because of privacy and all that. But you're going to either bring them and put them in the box here or bring them to the office. And then I will take them to the department and put them in their boxes. So that we hope every employee of the Leesburg PD gets a note up front that says, here, here's my name. I'm Mike Matheny. I drew your name. And I'm, I will be praying for you for the next couple of months every day. Uh, that God blesses you and guides you. Thank you for what you do and all that kind of a thing. So we're going to all of them get a note. And then as God leads you over the next week too, if, if you want to write another one, cool, write it, put it in there. We'll put it in their box. But if you would, would you sign up for that? And let's cover um, the Leesburg Police Department. And listen to me, that's not, a, that's not any kind of a political statement either, right? Because anytime there's a, a, a cop that does something out of order, there needs to be justice brought, amen? But for all the rest... There needs to be love as well, right? And so if you would, would you sign up on a connection card? Let us know. We'll email you a name. Make sure we have an updated email address. If you haven't done that in a while, go ahead and put your name and your email just to make sure that we've got an updated email address. And then two more announcements really quick. Man camp is coming. So, uh, man, I hope you have signed up for man camp, right? Lots of axe throwing and gun range and burping and all kinds of great food. Um, I won't say other things that'll happen. We'll just leave it there. Uh, but, but sign up for man camp coming November 20th and 21st. Um, it is a blast, a lot of fun, a lot of opportunity, men, dads, for you to bring your boys out, have them come out and experience manhood, have some teaching in those areas. So join us for that. And then of course, today is life step two. And I want to say that to you because if there's anybody here and it's your first time here, life step two, we do four life steps each month. And life step two is really the best one for first time people because we tell you how the church is structured, how we deal with finances, what is our accountability, who oversees me, uh, those type of things. And, uh, and if you have child, children, then we have childcare. All you have to do is tell the children's ministry, go back there and say, we're going to stay for life steps. They'll keep your kids, entertain them. About 45 minutes will keep you for life steps right after service, out the door, down the hallway to the left, and you'll see uh, the rock it's called that we've started there. I'll tell you more about it if you come there. So, uh, we are, let me, let me jump in cause I have so much. It is so hard to do a book study and to pare it down to 30, 35 minutes. Um, but we have started a, a study of the book of Galatians last week. So we're on week two. We're in chapter two this week. 
Real quick overview, for those of you kind of new to your Bible, um, your Bible split up into two sections. So this first half over here, this is the Old Testament. This is the New Testament. And basically, Jesus comes right here. And, and so everything before Jesus came is Old Testament. Then Jesus, then Jesus goes back to heaven, and then we've got New Testament. And Galatians finds itself right in the middle of the New Testament. And it is a letter, or the word is epistle, which just means letter, right? It's a letter written by a guy by the name of Paul. And he writes it to the people in Galatia. That's why it's called Galatians. And we learned last week, he wasn't happy, right? Right? Like he, he is ticked more than any other, any other letter that he writes. He's just ticked. He's like, Hey, how you doing? Good. All right. I'm not happy. Like he just jumps right into it. And what he's not happy about is the fact that they have taken the gospel and added to the gospel, which we do today. Uh, we kind of have that same struggle today, but the way they did it was with something called circumcision, right? Circumcision. And so they decided there were some Jews that came in and said, not only do you have to have Jesus, but you have to be circumcised. So let's just put that in perspective. That'd be like saying, hey, come to life step two today. But in life step three, you, you know, you understand what I'm like, and, 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 and so this was, this was a crazy conversation for them to be having, but they were dead serious about the reality of having circumcision and should you be circumcised or should you not. And we talked about the idea that that what this is, is this is the gospel and this is a fake gospel. Or gospel means good news. So we could say gospel, fake gospel, good news, fake news, right? And, and so they had their fake news back then as well. And their fake news was this idea that you added to the grace of Jesus and the grace of the cross. You had to add to it. You had to add things that you do. We do the same thing and it's called religion. Right? All these things that we have to do and hoops that you have to jump through. When reality is, the story of Jesus is the story of relationship. Right? No more do we have to sit and count every one of the 613 laws that are in the Old Testament and all this. But no, it's, it's completed in Him. We use those now, but we use those to find ourselves more in a relationship with Him. So we're going to pick up the story because He kind of picks it up there with this two brands of Christianity, of, of, of relationship and religion, of gospel and fake gospel, good news, fake news. Galatians 2 and 11, it says this. Later when Peter came to Antioch, I had a face-to-face confrontation with him. Remember, this is Paul writing, right? And Paul is actually going to get in the face of Peter one of the other apostles, one of the actual original apostles, right? And so they have a little confrontation. Can I stop and say for a second, listen to me. If you go to church, guess what's going to happen? Somebody's going to tick you off. Come on. Like somebody's going to make you mad. Like what is it about church that we're just like so surprised when somebody angers us or frustrates us or whatever? Here's two of the apostles, Button heads, right? And so I, I want to stop here. This is not in my notes. I just felt the need to say, hey, we're going to have conflict. Listen, work it out. Don't run somewhere else, right? Don't, don't run and do something else. We need to make sure we deal with the stuff and the confrontation. So Paul's going to get in his face. He has a face-to-face confrontation with him because he was clearly out of line. Here's the situation. 
earlier before certain persons, I love the way that says that certain persons, like he doesn't, he don't want to say who it is. He just kind of, you know who it is. Certain persons had come from James. Peter regularly ate with the non-Jews. So Peter was eating with, catch this, the non-circumcised. Right? Back to we're having this issue with the whole circumcision. Do you have to be circumcised to be a real Jesus follower and all this? Well, Peter was regularly eaten with the non-Jews, but when that uh, conservative group came from Jerusalem, I love that. Anyway, that conservative group, he cautiously pulled back and put as much distance as he could manage between himself and his non-Jewish friends. That's how fearful he was of the conservative Jewish clique that had been pushing the old system of circumcision. Unfortunately, the rest of the Jews in the Antioch church joined in. That hypocrisy so that even Barnabas was swept along in the charade. So here we go. Here we go. Like one day Peter's all like, yes, everyone's included. And then all of a sudden, there's this thing called peer pressure. Anybody ever deal with peer pressure? Come on, we act like that's a teenager thing. That's not a teenager thing. I can prove it. Some of you do your yard because your neighbors do their yard. That's called peer pressure, y'all. Right? So some of us doing that whole keep up with the Joneses and or our ladies. Come on, the whole concept of Pinterest is built around this. Like she did that, so I'm going to do that, right? Kind of, and we and we conveniently call them life hacks because then it looks more cool, you know, kind of thing. Come on, but but we do this same kind of thing. Isn't it crazy how we can just like one day love God, one day be living in the tree of life as we talked about, one day be living out relationship with Jesus and all, and then just all of a sudden be a jerk? Anybody else? Like, like, we just, we can quickly do this big, crazy shift thing. <laughs> I, I, so I thought of a particular scenario for me. So here we go. Confession's good for the soul, bad for the reputation. I am, we are doing 21 days of prayer. I'm doing 5 a.m. prayer, right? I get up at 3.45. I spend time with the Holy Spirit. He tells me what to say. I get online. I speak to you guys. We interact a little bit. All this. I take off and I go to the gym. And I work out at the gym with my trainer. And it was a great workout day. And so I'm feeling good. And so I come out of the gym. And I turn on the Z. And they had a good song on. Sorry, I had to say that. But it wasn't Michael W. Smith. It was a new one. And and so... So, no, you got to love to see all the different channels. you got to try all the different channels. But, but I turned the radio, and, 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 it was, and I was singing some worship song, and then I pulled out onto 27. What is demonic about 27, y'all? But I pull out on 27, and when you come out of the gym, there's a place where it turns into three lanes there in front of Walmart, right? And I'm headed south. And I'm in the middle lane, and this person's running kind of slow, and I'm like, okay, no problem. So I get over to the left lane. But I know that area is a, is a big cop area, and it really wouldn't look good for the chaplain to get pulled over. So I'm trying to be cool, you know, kind of thing. And so I pull over, and as soon as I pull over, I'm kind of easing past this person. I am getting there, but I'm doing it easy, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not crazy speeding. And this truck comes riding up behind me. Like, I mean, just... Like can barely see the headlights, you know what I'm talking about? Kind of a deal. Just right in my butt and right in my butt. Now, come on, you know what happens at that moment. Because it's been this holy moment, holy morning, right? I mean, I've spoken to 
people over the internet and I've been in God's word this morning as Holy Spirit's right now I'm worshiping. I had this great physical workout. I feel great. And then what happens? Something inside of me says, you should be his Holy Spirit and slow down right now. <laughs> Teach him a little patience. Come on, have you ever thought, I should teach this person patience? Don't lie. Don't lie. Right? And, and so sure enough, I started to do that. I'm like, don't do that. You're in the left lane. You stand on a stage and complain about people in the left lane all the time. Get out of the dude's way. So I got out of his way and boom, he goes on past me. Just 30 seconds later, my phone rings. <laughs> Pastor Mike, I got you. It was one of our church members. I kicked him out of the church. No, I, I didn't. But I'm still praying about it. It's up for, it's up, just so you know. But I laughed because I thought, what is it about us? Come on, we go holy to horrible in 1.2 seconds. Anybody else? Go holy to horrible in 1.2 seconds? Right? This is this, this, this struggle that we have. How do we overcome this? Let's keep going. Galatians 2 and 16. We know very well. We know very well that we are not set right with God by rule keeping. We know it. Do we live it? Right? Religion, relationship. Religion, relationship. We know very well that we are not set right with God by rule keeping, but only through the personal faith in Jesus Christ that we have a relationship. Right? That we have a relationship with him. How do we know? We tried it. Remember, this is Paul writing. How do we know? We tried it. We, and, and we had the best system of rules the world could ever see. 613 rules that were in the Old Testament, including the Ten Commandments. We've got the best rules. We've got the whole system. And it didn't work that way. Like, I can't live by that, right? Keep going. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So anybody, will anybody else feel that tension? Do you feel that tension? Holy to horrible in 1.2? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, you're, you're faster. You're faster. 0.5 seconds, right? I really appreciate this story because it's a reminder of the fact that I, on some days, am not really, really living out the real gospel, which is relationship and not religion. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? How do you practice this relationship with Jesus and not follow a bunch of rules. I'm going to warn you up front. I'm going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to move into the deep end a little bit today. Okay? You know what? When I say that, people are like, okay, here we're going to get some deep stuff. And usually what people mean by that is we're like going to get into the Greek. And he's going to, going to confuse me to the point I go, whoa, that's deep. That's not what I mean by the deep end. You know what makes the deep end? tough is it's harder to swim there. It's harder to keep your head above water. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? I, I want to I move into the deep end a little bit today when it comes to our walk with Jesus and, and, and the struggle that we have to do this in a way that is actually honoring to him. Today's message, Paul's message, the real gospel requires us to do something that for Mike, for me, I think is the hardest part of me trying to follow Jesus. That's what I want to talk about today. This is the hardest part for me 
in, in, in following Jesus. But it is the only way for you to live what John 10, 10 says when he says that you might have life and life to the full. It's the only way for us to get to that place. So let's look at Galatians 2 and 20. It says this. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. In other words, it doesn't talk about the crucifixion of Jesus. It talks about my crucifixion. It talks about your crucifixion. You ever thought about your crucifixion? In other words, it's the art of dying. It's the art of dying to self. Because guess what? Dead people don't get mad in traffic. Dead people don't get jealous. Dead people don't gossip. Go out on a really crazy limb. This will rack with some of you. Dead people don't have political opinions. See, I realize how often people come to Pastor Mike and say, Pastor Mike, What's your opinion about blood? I even had somebody call me uh, during the primaries and say, hey, I'm filling out my ballot. Just go down your ballot and tell me which names to mark. Right? Like people put that much weight on who I am. They don't know me very well. You know what I'm saying? But, 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 but I'm thinking about this idea of an opinion. And really, Mike doesn't have an opinion. I have a Bible. Like... This is what it means to be Jesus people, right? It's, it's, it's not that Mike has an opinion. Is what does God's word say? What is it that Jesus wants me to do? How is it that, that Jesus wants me to live? I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. Check this out. But Christ lives in me. The life I now live in this body, I live by faith. In the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I live by faith. This is called the crucified life. This is the deep end of the pool of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. That I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Jesus gave this example, by the way. Matthew, let me, let me switch over to Matthew 16. So Jesus has been doing what Jesus does, right? Like he's healing the blind and healing the lame. And he's been doing all these things. He's fed the 5,000. He's done all these miracles in front of the, the, the disciples. And then they start having this discussion. Check this out. Matthew 16, 21. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem, suffer many things at the hand of the elders chief priests and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed on the third day and raised to life. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. The disciples were at this moment are going, whoa, excuse me, what? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Because their understanding of the Messiah, well, he's going to come and he's going to beat up the Romans and we're going to physically take over the kingdom on physical, on earth. Like that's why they would have these conversations with him like, hey man, any chance I could sit in your right hand when you get into your kingdom, man? Like what they were doing is they're lobbying for cabinet positions. That's really what the disciples were doing because they had this mentality. And then Jesus starts talking about dying. Wait, what 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 are you talking about dying? Now look at Peter's reaction. Love this. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. 
Peter, you brave, son. You about to be a grease spot. Come on, you going to take Jesus aside and rebuke Jesus? And he says, Jesus turned to Peter and said, oh, he said, never, Lord. He said, that, sh- that shall never happen to you. I don't care what you think. You want to know when you're living not in the tree of life is when you think God's agenda is wrong and you start telling God how things should go. Come on. Or how about this? When life starts not going the way you think it should go and you react to it. Instead of saying, God, what are you doing? What do you want me to learn? What do I need to understand in this moment? Peter took him aside, began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Whoo, called him Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have the mind of things of God. Catch that, those, that phrase there. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. You hear that? Right? In other words, Peter, you're really alive. Peter, you're not living a crucified life at this moment. You haven't died to self. You have an agenda. And when your agenda is not being met, you get mad, you blame God. Man, how often I see people that will get into a tough situation, pray and ask God to do something. When he doesn't do it, see whatever and walk away from God. Listen to me, you can't bring your agenda to God and ask him to rubber stamp it. That's not what this is. That's not who Jesus is. Jesus is not Santa Claus. Right? Jesus is not a vending machine that we walk up to and go, D7, I'll take the Skittles. That is not the way this works. This is Jesus died and was crucified that we might follow his example and die and be crucified to ourselves and then say, whatever you want. That's why we sang the words we sang. I surrender. Right? I surrender. I surrender. I have to give up in all. In order for us to live the full life, something has to die. Something has to go away. If we can grasp the concept of putting us to death, our preferences to death, our agendas to death, then we can live life to the full. Mm. The reason we have such a hard time with that is because we would rather have God change our situation than us. See, Mike would really rather God just fix 27. Right? Like, I've got this great idea. I like the big HOV lanes in Miami and Atlanta. Like, there just needs to be a Mike lane. Right? And isn't that the way that we approach God? When we bring our agendas, I mean, we sang the song today, nothing else. We're going to sing it again at the end. So you can sing it in a new way. I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda. I I, I didn't come here for blessing. I didn't come here to get. I just came here because I need you. That's the crucified life. The crucified life is is that I learned to, to die to self because we say it all the time here at church. God is more concerned with your character than he is your what? comfort. He is so much more concerned with our character than he is our comfort. Romans 6, 6 through 7 says this, for we know that our old self was 
What's the word? Crucified with him. So that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been set free from it. I got to die to live. It's a little counterintuitive. And it's especially counterintuitive to our sinful nature. Right? Our sinful nature wants control. Our sinful nature wants what we want, the way we want it, how we want it. So let me give you, I want to give you three ideas today. And all of them come out of Galatians, since we're studying Galatians. There are three places that the word crucify gets used in Galatians. But all three times, it talks about crucifying something a little bit different. So I want us to use those things as kind of our action step, as what it means for us to begin to live a little more of the crucified life, right? We, we, we kind of already read Galatians 2 and 20, but let me read it again. Galatians 2 and 20, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Number one is I have to die to self, to die to self. Key word there, humility, humility. Humility is not that you think less of yourself. Humility is that you think of yourself less. You can be strong and confident and understand who you are in Christ and still have humility because you think of yourself less. It's about others. Most of us have this tendency in, 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 the, in our walk with, with this thing called Christianity or whatever we call it to go, I'm saved, I'm good. Right? I mean, in a lot of ways in the American church, we do that. It's, I'm saved, I'm good, and man, I got baptized, so I'm just holding on to that get out of hell free ticket. Right? I'm going to survive these years, and then we'll get there. That's, that's really not what's described in the scripture. What's described is a surrendered, crucified life. I die to myself. As a matter of fact, Paul says it this way in 1 Corinthians. Look at this. I die. What is it? Every day. You know why Paul writes this? Because that prayer lasts, come on, maybe about 24 hours, y'all. Because of our sinful nature. Come on, how many of you, holy to horrible in 1.2, come on. Right, that, that reality. And so it comes back to every day. Every day I've got to come back to a place. We've got to get up tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. and say, God, we come and we stand in the gap for our nation. And I die to me. I have no agenda today. I have no opinion today, God. What is your opinion? What is your agenda today? That's the call of a Jesus follower. Not a religion. Not some kind of a steps that we go through and we do all the right things. Right? It's, it's this relationship. Every day I have to die to this crazy flesh with all of its selfish, selfish de- desires. Matter of fact, I've started doing a practice. I haven't been doing it every day, but I do it periodically. Part of my morning time is I just choose to forgive people up front now. I, I dare you to start that. Get up tomorrow morning and think about work. Or think about 27 if you have to drive 27. Or think about the roundabouts in the villages. Those are dangerous places. Come on, somebody. Right? Like, like what are the places where you go holy to horrible in 1.2 seconds? And what if you made the decision before you leave the house? 
God, those people that you created in your image who are going to be out there and they're going to do stupid today. How many of you know people are going to do stupid? What is it about us? Listen to me. We are sinful people living in a sinful world and yet we are floored when stupid happens. Do you ever think about that? Like we are totally sinful. We're selfish. We like things the way we want them. And yet we're so like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that person just acted like that. That's like saying, oh my gosh, the Bible's actually correct. Isn't it amazing? How we, what if we just begin to, to, because I have to walk in the spirit today. To walk in the Spirit would mean that the fruits of the Spirit that we're going to read in a few weeks in Galatians 5, that the fruits of the Spirit are present in my life. What are the fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, joy, 27 and joy. Put those together. Peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, gentleness. Oh, put that together with your posts. Gentle kindness. How about that one with your post? Right? Self-control. Like these are the fruits of the Spirit. But so many times we're not walking in the Spirit on a day-to-day basis. Why? Because we have not put self to death. Are you hearing me? We're still living self. We're alive. And we need to be dead. John uh, 3 and 30 says it this way. He must become greater and greater. And I must become less and less. Right? He must increase. I must decrease. Here's the next one. It's Galatians 5 and 24. It says this. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the what? The flesh and its passions and desires. That's not your skin, by the way. The flesh that the Bible refers to is your desires and your passions, your feelings. Right? All of us have passions and desires that the world are telling us to trust. That actually is the new theology, right? Come on. We use words like orientation, feelings, passion. That's just who you are. That's the way you were created. Listen listen to that scenario. So whatever you feel must be who you are. No, 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 no. That's not true. That's not true at all. Because didn't we just say everybody's sinful? If you're a sinful being, aren't you going to have sinful thoughts and sinful desires? So how can everybody, one of your sinful passions and feelings just be who you are? No, 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 no. I live out what God says I am. What the scripture says that I am. That is not just your orientation. Your orientation is sinful. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Like the, the reality being that we all have to look at this and look in the mirror. I told you we're going to get into the deep end a little bit today. Like I've got to look in the mirror and look at Mike and go how selfish you are. Like you really do want a Mike Lane on 27. And you walk in the door and you expect everybody in the house. To respond to dad and cater to dad. Because you're selfish. And you, and you walk into situations and, and you expect everybody to react to you and to cater to your feelings and your emotions. And oh, come on. That's not a crucified life. That's, that, that's not no God. That's no me. When our goal is that people might know him. 
right? That's not finding freedom in my life. That's feeding my dysfunction. Are you guys catching on? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? We've got to die to this flesh. Your feelings are lying to you. I choose not to trust my sinful feelings and desires. Every day, I choose to put to death unhealthy desires in me. Every day. Every day I've got to go back and choose and make the choice. I choose to find relationships that will help me deal with these crazy feelings and desires and passions. Hey, look around the room real quick. Look around. See the people around you right now? Look around. Behind you. Side of you. Can I tell you something? They are so jacked up crazy. For real. Like, you have no idea. And the one that you just looked at that you're like, oh, don't they look great this morning? And they're all dressed up and they look fantastic. And somehow you think they drove this morning while the angels singing while they drove in their car. They were screaming at each other on the way here. When do the people of God get real with a sinful nature that is inside of us and say, I have to learn to kill this thing. I have to learn to die to self and, and, and put aside all of these feelings. If you want to live, you have to lose it. Look at Joshua 24 and 15. Choose. I love the word choose. You do have a choice. Choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my household, and I love these words, we will. It doesn't say we feel. Are you hearing me? It doesn't say we feel like serving the Lord. It says we will. It's a choice of the will. It's a decision, a choice that I make, right? That I choose. On this day, I choose. Does it feel good? No, it doesn't feel good. Do I want to do that? Yes. Do I look across the hallway and go, ooh, she looks good? Of course. But I choose. Are you you hearing me? I I choose to, to put away every day I need to humble myself. Every day I've got to choose to put my flesh and my desires every day, every day. I've got to redo it every single day. But that humility thing, you know, it's really hard to fall down when you're on your knees. Right? It's hard to be shamed when you're in a place like that. Look at this last one, Galatians 6 and 14. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. You got to die to the world. Listen to me. You're called to die to the world. In other words, the key word there is separation. It's separation. We're trying so hard to figure out how to still be cool in the world and be a Jesus follower. Like that's our, that's our sinful nature that still wants to be cool, that still wants to be accepted, that still wants to do those things. But listen to me, you need a world filter. I, I, I'm not going to let parts of the world be part of me. Okay. If we're letting Cardi B feed ideas to us. Yeah, I said it. If you don't know what that is, don't look it up. If I'm learning what a good sex life is from Fifty Shades of Grey, then something's wrong. Come on. If I'm comparing ladies, if your man is trying to live up to Fabio 
in that romantic novel that you read? Come on. It's unrealistic. We, we, we cannot let the world continue to feed and feed and feed. We need a filter. If you're letting Hollywood or the media develop your thought patterns, you will never be able to live as Jesus designed you to live. Never. Second Corinthians 6 and 17, what does it say? Check this out. Therefore, come out from them and be what? And be what? Separate says the Lord, touch no unclean thing and I will receive you and I will be your father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. Humility, choices, separation, the crucified life. What about you today? What's the Holy Spirit saying to you? What does that look like for you today? Because here's what I believe. Every single one of us is going to hear something a little bit different today from the Holy Spirit. Maybe a particular secret sin. Maybe a particular area that you've been pushing away. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. And God's saying, no, we're going to deal with it. Because it's the only way for you to take the next step forward in your relationship with me. Maybe it's separation. Maybe it's some of you need to take not only and pray with us over the next few weeks, but maybe a separation from social media or something that you've been listening to. Listen to me. Be careful about the music you're listening to. That's not just Pastor Mike saying what pastors say. It's dangerous what we program into our minds. Be careful about the, what movies you're looking at and the, and the TV shows, right, in, in all of this. But let's not be legalistic and tell everybody else what they should do. How about we look in the mirror? And decide for us, right? What does the crucified life look like in your situation? Say it this way. What needs to die? I wrote down some very specific things for Mike this week that need to die, that I need to every day really focus on those particular areas. And so I just want to put that challenge to you this morning. What what needs to die inside of you that you might have the Holy Spirit rise up inside of you and you live out what it is that Jesus has called you to do and who he's called you to be. It sounds counterintuitive, but you got to lose your life to live life. Does that make sense? You hear what I'm saying, team? Would you close your eyes for a second? Let me, let me pray for you. Father, this is tough. Like God, if we're really honest, it just kind of be, would, would be really easy for us to just kind of go, ah, that's too hard. Maybe that's somebody else. Would you give us courage? Would you help us to be honest with ourselves? What is it, Holy Spirit, that we need to put to death? Speak to each one of us right now. What does it look like for me to live crucified life to put you first to walk out your agenda to walk out your calling on my life with your eyes still closed maybe there's some of you today that the answer to that for you is for you for the very first time to surrender your life to Jesus maybe you've never done that before 
The Bible tells us that if you believe in your heart, that means you really know Jesus. You need Jesus. You're a sinner. You need him. He rose from the dead and took your punishment on the cross. That all you have to do is believe in your heart and confess that with your mouth and you'll be saved. So let me give you some words. If that's, if that's you today, nothing special about my words. What's special is the sincerity in your heart. Something like this. Jesus, thank you for loving me. <laughs> Even though I'm kind of a mess. Thank you for taking me just like I am. Thank you for forgiving me for my sins, for dying on the cross for me. Today, I surrender my life to you. I ask you to come in and clean house, to come in and help me to live the crucified life, to live the way that you designed me to live, fulfilling the purposes that you have on my life. Best as I know how, God, I'm gonna gonna serve you the rest of my life. I just pray it. Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. I want to sing this song again to kind of end service. And and, um, I want to remind you, we have a prayer team. The prayer team will be over here ready to pray. If anybody needs to pray, if you need to physically pray with somebody, they'll be over here on the side. We've got Life Steps. Come join us in Life Steps. We'd love to see you for just a bit over there. Uh, But as you sing this song, what is it? What is it that the Holy Spirit's saying to you today? Don't just hear and experience something today. Apply it and walk out with something today. Amen? Let's stand and sing this to Jesus. I'm caught up in your presence. And I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. Never want to leave. Oh, I'm not here for blessings. Cause Jesus, you don't owe me anything. Just sing another song Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you And I'm sorry When I've come with my agenda I'm sorry When I forgot that you're Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. Cause I'm caught up in your presence. And I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this whole 
worshiping but uh you guys are dismissed go be go be the church go live the crucified life this week amen we'll see you guys next week you can keep worshiping or go have a great week because nothing else will do because i just want you and nothing else and nothing else nothing else Nothing else.